Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. All right, what is the first commandment? I quizzed some of the girls earlier today and they, they got it. Praise God for that. Exodus 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. The phrase before me, for you young ones, if you want to circle that or underline that or just meditate on it for a moment, uh, that means like in front of. That means before the face of. It doesn't mean like that you can have ten gods, just make sure God is first. Don't put those other gods before him. That's not what it means. That's one way you can use the word before. But this just means that we live on earth in God's sight, before him. We live before him. We live in front of him. Don't ha- therefore, don't have any other gods besides him. You shall have no other gods before me. Second question, what does the first commandment require of us? Remember, every commandment of God has two sides. It has something that it requires and something that it forbids. Right? So you're required to love others. That forbids you from hating others. Right? Makes sense. Um, it requires us to know, love, and serve God as the only true and living God. That's the summary. That's the requirement. We are to know him, and we can know him through his word and through his spirit working in our hearts. We're to love him. We love him through faith in Jesus. We love him from our hearts, and we serve God. And we serve him. It's, Christianity is not just ideas that we agree with. It's living a life in service to God. We use our energy to serve him. We use our time to serve him. We use our finances to serve him. And by the way, I say our time and our energy and our finances, but all of those things came from God in the first place. All right, third question, what does the first commandment forbid? It forbids us from ignoring God. All right, children, should you ignore your parents? All right. Citizens, should we ignore the law? No. Students, should you ignore your teachers? You know, people created by God and living on God's earth, should we ignore God? No, we should not ignore God. Uh, it also forbids us from believing in and worshiping gods that do not exist. Which sounds foolish when you think about it. Right? Why would you worship a God that does not exist? Why would you worship something as God that's not God? Well, we're all naturally sinful, so that's what we would do unless God changes our hearts. But that's what's forbidden. So what's required in the first commandment is to know and love God and to serve him. And what's forbidden is ignoring him. Uh, but what's also is for, forbidden is don't treat other things like they're God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Fourth question, what does the first commandment teach us about God? Remember this too. Well, we talked about this you know, before our a formal time together. We talked about this this morning. Remember that each commandment is showing us something about God. It shows me, here's what God looks like, and then by way of contrast, I can see that I fall short of that, therefore I need a savior. So each commandment shows us something about God. Well, it teaches us that God is the only God. And it also teaches us, now this is a long sentence, and therefore I put in bold face print and underlined three phrases here. It also teaches us God can be known and worshipped. Do you know that not everyone believes that? Not everyone believes that you actually, as a human being, can have a true knowledge of God. But we can. 
It teaches us that God can be known and worshipped, comma, that God should be known and worshipped. And you know that not everyone agrees with that. That God can be known, God should be known and worshipped. And finally, that God takes pleasure in being known and worshipped. He delights in it when you love him. He enjoys when you serve him. Think of a relationship. You take pleasure in knowing God and in the joys and delights that he gives us. Well, God takes pleasure in knowing you and the joy and the delight of having you be his child to know him and love him and worship him. He is not an unfeeling, sort of robotic, mechanical force. He is a living, personal God. And what does this mean for Christians? I figured it would be good to summarize the practical application for all of us. It means that our highest priority and our deepest joy is knowing and worshiping God the Father through faith in Jesus Christ in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It's interesting to me as I look at that because that's only two lines on your paper, but there's a lot in there. Right? Highest priority just means what? It means most important. It means first in your life. Highest, right, top. Think of a list of things that are important. Whatever's at the top of that list is most important. It's highest priority. Then our deepest joy. Our deepest joy. Everyone in here knows what it is to take joy in something. right? Whether it's toys, whether it's a good steak, or uh, your family, or your wife, or your church, or a hobby. We know what it is to take joy in things. And it's not wrong to take proper joy in good things that God has given us. That is, that is right. But our deepest joy is knowing and worshiping God. How has God revealed himself? He's revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And at, in revealing himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you guys have heard that before, right? That's not new, young people. You've heard that before. In revealing himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he's made a way to forgive our sins so that we could know him forever. So we know and worship God, the Father, through faith in Jesus Christ, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And two verses, and then we'll be done. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Did you see the three elements? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the grace that takes away our sins and makes us children of God. The love of God. Well, where did that, why did that grace come to us in the first place? The love of God. It's because he loved us that he showed us grace in Jesus Christ. How do we experience that in our hearts and in our lives? The Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Baptize in the name of the one who saved us, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we shall have no other gods before him. The first commandment. And we know him and we love him and we serve him through Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit.